Discussing the story of Yiftach, we're holding a shirt in Parakudarif. And we see that Qayish will count to Bitan Afa, not Qayish will be Gilad counts to Bitan Afa, and you should lead them in battle. And originally Yiftach responds to them similarly to how Hashem responded to them. And that is, why did you come to me now, when you haven't been treating me the right way until now? And here also they don't go back and apologize for the past, they take a look for the future. And they say, in holding past the crest, so now we will go after you. You won't just be the cotton which offered before, which means the general. You'll be the king, you'll be the leader. Now, there was two points which we're going to see, good points about Yiftach, about how you respond to them. So let's have a look. Yiftach says to Zikna If you're going to bring me back to fight the Ammon, and Hashem will give them into my hands, then In other words, what did Yiftach change from what they told him? So the difference was they didn't talk about the victory. They spoke about the fact that he would agree to lead them. Let's look again at Apostle Christ. They said, if, if you go with us and you fight for Naaman, you'll be the Rosh. But Gerard adds to that is, if you bring him back to fight for Naaman, that they also said, then yeah, it's, if Hashem makes me successful over there, if he makes, he makes me victorious, then I'm Alech Yerachem Rosh. What does that add? So the Rupert was like this. What we see again, the contrast between Yiftach and Abimelech, which we just learned about in the previous broken, Yiftach wasn't hungry for power. And therefore, he didn't say, I'm going to take power now just because he chose me to be the leader, and then that really puts me in power. He said, no, it will be a sign. If Hashem makes me successful, then that's a sign I'm meant to be a leader. And uh, therefore, he didn't take the opportunity to be a leader even before, so to speak, he had, won- he had, he had brought about a victory. But if Hashem wants me to be the leader, then He'll make me successful and I'll be the sign that is meant to be a leader. And that's what they say to me. Hashem, Hashem, affirming their commitment that Hashem is the witness between us. If you're not going to do what we said you're going to do. And now what happens next? So Yiftach agrees to come back using Eretz Toiv, like we saw. So he returns with them to Gilad, to Eretz Toiv, where they were. And already, So the, the agreement between Yiftach and the Skadim of Gilad is that if he becomes, if he wins the war, then they'll make him the Rosh. But as soon as he comes back, the Om, the people, already decide to make him the Rosh and the Katzim. So yeah, they're already given the leadership now, even beforehand. But now it's an interesting continuation. Yiftach spoke all his words to Hashem in Mitzvah. What is the point of that? What is the point of that? In other words, if, if the idea was Yiftach, Yiftach wanted to make sure that Kiilu Zadikne Midian would honor their commitment in order to bring him back, so why do you have to? Why did he have to, having already been accepted as a king of all the peoples, why did he have to go and speak in front of Hashem? And it's the same you said. Yiftach wasn't necessarily looking to become the king. He therefore, he said, if Hashem makes it successful, it's a sign I'm meant to be a leader. So then, he was, that's when he said in front of Hashem, a mitzvah that 
you know, the deal with Hashem. If you make him successful, that's a sign of integrity. The Amr Farshim explains this in two other very interesting ways. The first way is that what they were. Yiftach said in front of Hashem by mitzvah, wasn't that he wasn't referring to the agreement between him and Zikne Gila that he should become the king. It's referring to something else. And that is that Yiftach understood why Kalishwal was being punished. Yiftach understood what Kalishwal was doing wrong. And therefore why Hashem had told him that I'm not going to help you. So yourselves that. You were from Kavarizara. Go talk to Avarizara to help you. So what what Yiftach's strategy? How's he going to, so to speak, arouse the schus for Klai Yisrael that's going to make him the tourist in bed? So what Yiftach said is the following. And he says, HaKadosh Baruch I was also in that position. I was also mistreated by my brothers. I was also kicked out of my country and chased away. And I can also take the attitude that you didn't want me when, when you could have taken me. And now that it's difficult for you, uh, now you're coming to ask for my help. And I can also take the attitude that I'm not going to help you. And if nevertheless, I'm prepared to overlook that. And I'm prepared to say that because my family, my brothers, do need my help. So even though I would be completely right to refuse to help them, but I'm willing to overlook that and come back and help them. And the Baruch will do the same thing. And even if you'd be completely right, so to speak, to talk like, well, you didn't listen to me before, and that you, don't, sort of, you, know, you, you don't come to me when you're in, in trouble. But if a, if a boss of a dom can overlook uh, what happened to me in the past to help his family, so I you can do the same. And that was what Yiftach went, so to speak, to say, if Hashem had a mitzvah, it was an argument to Hashem why he should have Rechwanis and Kalish. That's one very interesting chat. What's another very interesting chat brought by Barbanel, and that is Yiftach had a certain Ruch HaKodesh that, they would, that he was coming to fight for the Amon, and that the Jewish leader who would destroy Amon would uh, gather the forces in mitzvah. And that's why he thought that in order to fight Amoy, he's going to have to be, if he's now the leader, he's going to fight Amoy, he has to go to mitzvah to make, even though it wasn't an Abayad, it was in central part of Israel, but that's why he has to, so to speak, officially make his army. Now the man said he saw, but like this office where Akkadi should understand what he was seeing. Because it was really referring to his King Shal. Because King Shal, like we're going to see, his first campaign is also against Amoy, much later on, and he destroys Amoy much more, but it was also in mitzvah. And therefore, the, the things Ranel said that being as if Yiftach had some uh, kind of a Racha Kodesh that that was what was going to happen in Kaisal, he thought that it would apply to him. And that's why he especially went to Mitzvah, which was the, in the middle of Eretz Yisrael, to, to speak to Hashem there. The more simple reason, which is brought in the attack here, and that is that it's hidden with him. That's the case. If you're going to make a deal with Hashem, it means in front of the best, and whoever's going to be the the authority to enforce it, and then they went to Mitzvah to the Makam Asanhedrin. Okay, anyway, that's what... She says that it was where they, that the Shekhinah Shere al-Rev Tzibur. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that there. It says the Makam Asanhedrin, because we found there were times they all gathered in Mitzvah, and so that's why he went there to where everyone else was gathered. Now, where they gathered in Mitzvah... saying that the Hashem just means that the Shekhinah is where the Rev Tzibur is. Right. The Mishkan wasn't in Mitzvah, the Mishkan was in Shekhinah. But uh, what he's talking about is we saw in the previous parak that when Klaishal went to Davin, they went to Mitzvah, which isn't the same time as now. That seems to have been before this. But nevertheless, that was a meeting place of Klaishal. So okay, he went back there again to regather everybody. Okay, so that's the the first part of Yiftach assuming the role of the leader. 
And now Yiftach is going to confront Amorim. That was very interesting here. Is we, don't, we found we didn't go straight to bed. First, there's a long exchange of uh, arguments between between Yiftach and the king of Amorim, which we have to explain why that was necessary. Remember that this wasn't a starting point in the battle. The king of Amorim had already been oppressing the Jewish people like we saw for 18 years. So this wasn't Kilo now. It's a new a new army is coming to attack. He was already in a position of authority or in a position to persecute Kaisha for many years before that. Okay, so the passage is like this. So Yishlach Yiftach Malach 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 And Yiftach sends a messenger to the king of Amorim to say, to say what, what have you got against me that you've now come to fight against my land? Which is already an unusual thing to ask because this wasn't, like I said, the beginning of a battle. Ammon had already conquered Kalishal, he was already oppressing them, extorting them for a long time. And what's more interesting is that the king of Ammon answers him. And the king of Ammon says to the messenger of Yiftach, now Israel took my land in the camp of Israel, the Arnon Variaboik Variarden. Arnon was originally part of Ammon, and the Aboik is the river until the Yarden River. So give them back in peace. When was this? So we know the story, it's a pastor compassion focus. What happened was that you know, success, Sichon was the neighbor of Ammon. Sichon was fell in Lotan Ammon, that was the Bashan. Which is the northern part of the Evayarden. Ammon was more in the central part of the Evayarden. And what happened was, Sikhan went to war against Ammon. He brought Bidam to curse Ammon for success. And as a result, Sikhan was successful and he conquered a very large part of Ammon, including this whole area we're talking about over here. From the Arnon until the Aboik until the Yarden, which was originally a land which belonged to Ammon. And and Moab, both of them. And Sikhan conquered that land and he annexed it to his country. And therefore, what happened is when Kai Israel conquered Sichon, so they took all the land which belonged to Sichon. Now, even though Hashem had told Kai Israel clearly, you can't attack Ammon and you can't attack Moab, that means the people of Ammon and Moab. And therefore, the territory which no longer was held by Ammon and Moab wasn't part of that instruction. And therefore, like the Gemara says in Babasha, the Eretz Ammon and Moab, Teru Besichon. And once Sichon had taken that land away from Ammon and Moab, it now no, no, no longer belonged to Ammon and Moab part of Sichon's territory, and therefore Kaisal the conquered Sichon, they took all the land that Sichon had owned, had been in charge of. So now what the king of the Amorim is, was claiming from Yiftach, was I want back the land which was originally Eretz Ben Amorim, before it was conquered by Sichon, before it was conquered by you. Now that's a very strange thing for the king of Amorim to say, like we saw beforehand. Amorim wasn't an outsider who was coming to attack. Amorim was already controlling half of Eretz Israel. And like we said, not only that, he had his forces, like we saw in the previous parable, who were much deeper into Israel already. We saw in the previous parable that Naaman had already crossed the Yarden to fight with Yom and Yehuda and Hari Frank. So why would the king of Ammon be happy to settle, so to speak, to take territory, which is a much smaller part than, than the area which he, he was already holding? Who would have to explain? Anyway, so that's what the messages come back and tell Yiftach. And Yiftach argues back, but yes, if I Yiftach, so this is my answer to you. never took land from Moab and Ammon, the Torah told us not to. So how do we get the land? We went out of Egypt, they came to Kadesh. 
Kodesh is in the south of Eretz Yisrael. Vayishlach Yisrael Malachim Amelech Edom, and Yishkaris was in Malachim to the king of Eretz Yisrael, and Eber no Baratzecha, my cross your hand, and they shall be Amelech Edom. They wouldn't let them. And the same thing, Kodesh was the king of Moab, and he crossed his land, he was in the so they were stuck in Kaddish, which was the south of Israel, and they couldn't go directly north because that was the land of Adam who wouldn't let them through. So what happened? They took it all the way around. We went through the desert. We circled around the land of Adam and Moab. We came from the east of Moab, which went the whole way around the bottom and came up the side on the east flank of Moab. And they, they came to the banks of the island. They didn't go into Ireland at all because that was really the territory of Amoya. And they went to land into that. So they came to land into that. So they message to Sichon to ask, can we go through your lands to come to Israel? And Sikhon didn't believe Kai Israel to go through his land. We have to understand why these were Hamid. When uh, other times in the Tanakh, when it talks about the story, it says that he didn't agree. Not he didn't believe. So let's explain what that means by that. So, so Sikhon came to attack him. And therefore Hashem gave Sikhon his whole army to the hands of Kai Israel. They defeated them by Yerush Yisrael as for Eretz Ha'amari Yerushav Eretz And therefore we we were inherited, we conquered the whole territory which belonged to the Amari, which was the land of Sichon. And therefore by Yerushav is called the Amari. They took the border which would belong to the Amari, which was All that was territory which had already been occupied by Sichon. And therefore, if Hashem drove out the Amari for the Jewish people, why should you be the one to get that land? And that's a very strange process. If your God, or Avon believes it, would give you land, you can take that. What Hashem gave us, that's for us. And now, he's saying that the Oh, we're going to talk about that in a moment. So we're going to see there are a number of steps to this argument. And now, he says, to be not finished yet. Are you better than the king of Moab, who had fought with Israel, and did he fight with them? And it's all about that argument also. And that is, And that is, We've been living in all the areas we conquered from Sikhon for 300 years already. Why did none of the previous kings of Moab or Ammon uh, complain then about the fact that we took land from Sikhon? Now why are you come to complain now? And therefore, I didn't do anything wrong to you, but you're doing what's wrong to fight with me. That's Yitzhak's long speech. And the result, I didn't listen to him. I guess okay, so now it's understandable what the King of Ammon did not to say. But uh, the question is, firstly, why did he bother to respond the first time? Why would he have settled for just the land which which was originally the land belonging to Ammon? But what's uh, more important is 
what's if that's the argument? There seems to be a lot of unnecessary points in the argument. Firstly, why does it have to start from Eretz Edom? What's the significance of the fact that they went around Eretz Edom, and they went around Eretz Maya, and then moved them in? That has nothing to do with the point. And then what, what is important is the fact that Sukkim, where he says, Sikhan came to fight with us, we conquered him, and we conquered his land, uh, which was which belonged to him. What's the, then he throws in, and you understand that what your God gives you, you'll get. Or what Hashem gave us, we'll get. What, again, why is that an extra step in the argument? And lastly, oh, lastly why does he want from Barak and Zippo? Well, what's, uh, what's the connection to what he wants to say? Okay, so you have to go back and understand that uh, if Zippo wasn't just rambling, there was a quite a clear the number of points he was trying to make. And they're all important. Why? Because, let's, look at, let's, let, let's first look at, again, the story that Torah presents to us. And let's try to understand first which points within it are would be factors which the king of Ammon could complain about. And if that's the case, Hayyistachan uh, Salman Bawat. What happened was the territory was originally territory given to Ammon. Or to Maya, more accurately. Given to Maya. And uh, what happened was Sichon takes away from Ammon. How does Sichon take away from Ammon? He brings Bilam into the parish of the curse mob, and uh, the curse is successful. What success? That Bilam cursed him Ayla Khamar, Bavarata Al Kamosh. And you've given Nasan on a plate in the Melech and Mary Sikhon. The Sikhon is successful and he conquers the land from Mosh. Now, that's the story of the story which Tari tells us. Tari shall come. Sikhon fights with Tari shall. Tari shall defeat Sikhon and take all the land. That's the back end of the story. Moab's claim, or in this case Amun's claim, Kenny Ray was working on behalf of Moab too, uh, that, and that is the fact that Sikhon took the land from us was an illegal conquest. It belonged to us. If that's the case, even if you took it from Sikhan, what's the difference? It's a Gadi bin Agan. It doesn't belong to Sikhan, it doesn't belong to you, it belongs to us. Okay, so let's go back a step. What rights does Amway and Umoyev have to that land? If, why? Because if we're going to talk about that the land belongs to whoever conquers it, it's not much of an argument. It's not much of an argument, because they lost. So if we're going to go about who conquers the land to own the land, they lost. But if that's the case, then Amun has a good time. Because right now conquer is strong. So then that's mine. If you go by laws of conquest, so then it's true I can't complain about land that we lost back then to Zikha Lost Zikha is strong. But at the same time you can't complain about me. Because uh, if you can conquer, I can conquer. And if right now I'm in a position to conquer land, then that's okay, it's mine. So that wasn't my Amun's argument. Because if that's the case, he wouldn't have settled for the land that he originally wanted. If he's going to go with rules of conquest ever, ever is victorious ones. Okay, so what do you want? Right now, victorious. But there's a second point. And that is that we know that Hashem originally promised ten lands to Avraham. The seven lands of Canaan, the seven lands of Canaan, and the Kani, the Knesset, and the Kavani. And we know what happened to those three, which were given to Kavani Israel. Well, one was given to Israel, who was also given to Avraham, that there is Adam. And the last two were given to Amun and Moab. You know, they were descendants of Abraham, but nevertheless, they were family of Abraham, they were his nephews, and therefore, they Hashem gave them the answer. Now, therefore, the king of Ammon's argument was the king of Ammon's argument was that this land was given to us by Hashem. This land was given to us by Hashem, you have no right to take it. Whether it's Shifu took it, you took it, doesn't make a difference, it was us. This is the land which was given to Abraham, it was given to us. So, what, forget the whole story, it belongs to us. That's okay, so we have no right. We want to go. Okay. So 
the first thing Yiftach wants to say is, we didn't disobey Hashem. And the proof of that is, is that when we came out of Mitzrayim and we could have attacked Edom, we could have attacked Moab, we could have attacked Ammon, and we didn't. We, we asked them nicely, can we go through your land? We asked for permission. And when they didn't give us permission, we dropped it. And we were prepared to go the whole way around the land instead of, of coming to fight with them because we also understood that these were lands Hashem gave us. Remember, that's why we have no introduction to this argument. The introduction is, it's not about disregarding what Hashem said. On the contrary. What the Prophet said was very clear. And he said, don't fight with Ammon, don't fight with Moab, don't fight with Adam, don't even cross the land by force, leave them alone. And we did. We left them alone. We went the whole way around, and we asked each country, can we go through your land? And the Prophet said, no. And we went around. So we respected very well that our Prophet Prophet gave these lands to Adam, Ammon, and Moab, and we didn't, uh, we didn't touch them. Now, we'll get to Eretzich. So now here's an interesting point. And that is, Sichon was an Emori. It's called Eretzich and Melech The Emori was one of the lands that was made for Kal Yisrael. It wasn't, that was one of the seven nations of Canaan, which were given to Kal Yisrael. And if that's the case, when Kal Yisrael comes to Eretzich, and they say to Sichon, can we cross your land to Eretzich? Can we cross your land to Eretzich? So that's the case. Let's think for Sikhan for a second. He has no protection. He hasn't been guaranteed that he's led by anybody. On the contrary, he's one of the lands for the Kaisal. So Kaisal asking, we don't want to attack you, we just want a free passage to get through your land to Israel. Well, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why, would, why wouldn't you attack? On the contrary, if, if, if your land, if, if Sikhan's land isn't protected by Hashem, it wasn't given to him, that's one of the nations of Canaan which were meant to Kaisal. So why wouldn't Kaisal attack it? Why would they just ask for free passage? And that's why the Pasuk again uses the word Elohim and Sechel Sichon. It wasn't a question that Sichon didn't let them. Sichon didn't believe them. It doesn't make sense to Sichon that why would you ask for passage when this is land which is bad and given to you? And therefore Sichon didn't believe they only wanted to walk out through his land. They thought that they wanted to attack him once they were inside. And therefore Sichon forestalls that by coming to fight them at the border. He doesn't want to infiltrate him and be all over the place, so he wants to fight him with the boy. Now, as we know, what happens to Torah, it was then meant for Kali It was then meant for Kali and therefore, Akkadish Prophet gave Sikhon his whole army to Kali Israel. It says, When Akkad built the Hishra, sorry, they completely destroyed all their money, which is the din, of the seven nations of Canaan, without a survival. It's a high called the Shaman, which is what they do. And as a result of that, so then, they conquer all his lands. But then he kind of comes back to the question. What was the point of asking to go through his land and still doesn't believe him? And then he comes to attack them. And then they fight him and then they win. Well, why don't they even ask for that? If it was damage meant to them, he comes through taking them on straight away and walk. Well, why was the, why was the whole process? And this is what Yiftach is this, this to explain to us. Well, the the limits of killing the Zion Ammon is even if they are not in order to show. Sorry? They had a mitzvah to kill the Amarim. That, that the makes the question stronger. Why are they asking Sikhon to go through his land? She was killed. Right, she was taking them on to be coming to attack you. Come fight, let's, we're going to fight. Like they did to the nations of Canaan. When they arrived at Yericho, or I, all, this, all the nations we saw when Yeshua, they didn't ask for anything. They said, we're coming to fight. Either run away or come fight us. So why, why was Sikhon's difference? So the Lakhir is like this. The Lakhir is, and that's what Yitzhak wanted to show. And that is, Klai Yisrael were attacked by Sichon. Not that Klai Yisrael attacked Sichon. Sichon attacked them. He was the one who came to war and we defended ourselves. And this is going to be important to the argument he wants to explain later on. 
And you have to be important how we go to later on. And that's the second point. So that's the second point he wants to make. Number one, we didn't break any of the borders that Shem gave everybody. We left them. We didn't fight anybody. We went around it. And when we came to Sikhon, Sikhon attacked us. It wasn't a real attack to That's the second point he wants to say. And now the third point he wants to say. And therefore, Hashem gave us the land of the Lord. He was the one who helped us in that battle zone, which was meant for us. And that's what he says. Interesting line, we said before. And we asked the question before, why does Yiftach bring this away to Zara into it? Even before, the Melech's argument was Hashem gave them that land. It was given to the Amun of the Amun. So why does he bring Kmosh, the God of Amun, into it? What's that going to do with him? Are you allowed to even talk that way? That's part of the question. 100%, that's part of the question. What's that... Uh, Significant to what he's saying, and why, why, why do you bring it in? Okay, so this brings us to like the Nelson previously, so to explain it, the first Rosh Hashanah, which is back in, in, in Midrash, in two places, and we said to explain what the Midrash is saying. And that is, Koyach, Maisa, Pigid, the Amri, Dasas, and Nachoskoy. Hashem was Medir Koyach, Maisa, what he did to Koyach, to give him the Nachoskoy, which was meant for the Koyach. And that's I still in the Umas that come along and say this to Matta. Why? Because you stole the land of the Shiva Umas. This to Matta. And Kaisha's answer is, Return the Sana Lachem, or return the Nasla Lachem, or return the Nasla Lachem, or return the Nasla That's the Nasla Lachem. That's the question. Now she read it at the beginning of the time. And the obvious question is, what the time is to Matta? Why are we going to know? Why are we going to know? They were never conquested in battle until then. The, the, the Sheva Mormon themselves conquered the land. Like the Pasuk says, the Aries was originally given to Bnei Shein, the Aknani Ozbarats, they came and took it from Bnei Shein. So in this Timatev, what do you want from us? You're the listener. Right? Well, what's the argument? If we want something in battle, it's us. If we want something in battle, it's us. Why do you have to go to an argument of Hashem owns the whole world? He, he gave it to you, he took it away from you. Uh, there, there is a process in the world of what's called Kibbush Muhammad. Like we said at the beginning, and that is so. What, what, why that we hear by the Shema moment when they be the Steiner, you know that you listed, and it was you stole the land. Now we can talk about the Shema moment. What I want to just point out here in the context is that's exactly what the Melech Amon was saying to Kli Yisrael. This the matter, because the land he took from Sichon was originally given to us, and therefore you stole it from us because this was land Hashem gave us, and therefore we have the right to it. That was his argument. This was the original land which was given to Amun ibn Amun. He had no right to take it. Oh, we took it from Sikhan. So what's the difference? It was meant to be given to us. So then Mechit they say you have a right to it. So what's Kayachal's answer? There's two points to it. The first part is, and this is back to explaining just by what the Gemara says. That Eretz Amun ibn Amun ibn Amun ibn Eretz Amun ibn Amun ibn What does it mean? So the, there's two points. The first part is that you see that Sikhon already took it away from you. Now, whether Sikhon was right to, or he had spiritual powers which Bilam's curse was effective for, the first thing you see is that it wasn't that you see that already then that you, know, that you were meant to lose that land. What did do with And if you go into Taina, that Sikhon was an uh, illegal, so to speak, usurper of the land. He didn't have the right to himself, and therefore it was stolen property by him. It was stolen property by him. 
So the second the second argument that Yiftach says back to that is that Kaisal didn't take it from Sichon. Had Kaisal gone to war with Sichon and we would have stolen, so to speak, we would have fought Sichon and conquered his land, so then we just the aggressor from Sichon who was the aggressor from us. This is going down. And this is, it doesn't happen like that. It's the other way around. Sichon attacked us. Sichon attacked us and we defended ourselves. And by defending ourselves, so then we, we defeated Sichon. And now what's the important point? And that's Lashon Jesus here. Asher Yerishcha. Lashon to be Moorish is to drive out an enemy to take over land. And the, the, the point Yiftach says is, even if this land was originally given to you, but if the Maisa, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to take it away from you, he has the right to take it away from you again. And therefore, it's not Kaya's fault to take it away. When I came to Kaya's fault, Hashem told us, don't touch my, don't touch Amun, don't touch Amun, we can't take the land away. But if Hashem took it away from you, then, then Hashem is right to take it away. Just like He gave it to you. And that's uh, that, that's uh, going back to the Pasuk. Exactly what it says. Had we been the one to fight, then we could have said we were trying to get territory. Had we fought Amun directly, then we would have been able to take it. But it didn't work like that. Sichon was the one who took it from you, and Sichon was who fought us. We, were, we didn't fight Sichon, he fought us. And if that's the case, you can't blame Kleinstrol for trying to steal land. It's the other way around. You see that Akkadish Baruch took it away from you, and it landed up by us, not because we were trying to attack it. And. That's the first point he says. And then the second point. Why does he bring Kamosh, the, the, the desire of, of Amun into the Pasha? So, this was a, a direct, uh, so to speak, insult, or, or accusation to, to the king of Amun. He said, one second, you've been the ancestral for the last 18 years. What right do you have to be there? If the argument is, who did Hashem give the land to? He didn't give you the rest of Eretz Yisrael, so what are you doing there? And what? You're going to give the credit to your God, not Hashem. Moshe, do you think that because of your other desire, that's why you have the right to take? And understand, we have the right to take from you too. If you're not going to follow the rules of how Hashem originally wanted it to be, so then you understand yourself. That just like you decided now that you can attack Eretz Yisrael because you believe whatever other desire you have, so Hashem can give us land from you too. We aren't down to Amen had already encroached on Eretz Yisrael. for 18 years already. And now the last point he says, and I'll just finish the last point. Are you better than Barak and Sipa? Rav Rav Yisrael, Nilcham Nilcham Ba. Are you better than Barak? Did he, did he go to war against Yisrael? And now, what's the argument meant to be? And that is, Barak was the king at the time when Klai Yisrael took Eretz Sipa. Barak was the king at the time. So, Vayar Barak and Sipa were Yisrael Le'emari. Barak was the king at the time that Klai Yisrael took the land of Sichon, including the whole land of Arnon, which was originally Moab. Did Barak go to war for that? Did Barak have a tiny on Klai Yisrael and I went back to the land that he took from Sichon? That wasn't Barak's tiny. Barak went to war with Klai Yisrael, but not because of the land of Sichon. He, he, he brought Bilam, he had these other issues with Klai Yisrael. But why, why, why didn't Barak ask for that land back, which was originally Amun's land? And like he says, we've been here for 300 years. My daughter is out from Basilea. And if that's the case, he says that uh, you see already then it was understood that Kaisal didn't conquer the land. They already lost the land to Sichon, and there had no tainers on Kaisal for that. There wasn't even a product wanted from Kaisal. And if that's the case, he said, I didn't do anything wrong to you. On the contrary, by coming to attack me, you were doing wrong. And now the goes back to Hashem. If your whole argument is going to be that Hashem gave you the land, then let Hashem decide. 
Rashim decide if Rashim can take that. That was the argument that Yiftach said. So Rashim decide if we meant to get the other, you meant to get the other. Now, if that's the case, like looking at what to say. If you're putting down the charger, I said decide. Okay, he's going to go to war for that. There was, there was no response necessary, and uh, that that was basically explaining the step by step explanation what Yiftach was trying to say to him. And having said that, now as we will see the next time, now they go to war.